Hi, I'm Kaya Walcott, and I welcome you to Living Water Christian Center Church, where the word is plentiful and the spirit of the Lord lives. Thank you for joining us, and I hope the word blesses you. Please like, comment, and share, and God bless. Amen and amen. 
Matthew chapter 13, starting from verse 24. He says here, says, another parable he put forth unto them, saying, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a man which sowed good seed in his field. But while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears. He said, but while men slept, his enemy came and sowed tears among the wheat and went his way. Says, but while men slept, this part of scripture we'll get to later says, Arise, thou that sleepeth, awake, O sleeper. God is such an awesome God. He explained this parable to the. He explained this parable to the. Uh, disciples later on in the in the chapter and he says he says this he says the field is the world the good seed are the children of the kingdom but the tears are the children of the wicked one said so the enemy that sold them is the devil said so then the harvest is the world in this parable, the disciples, they said to Jesus, you know, what can we do? Not the disciples, but the, in the parable itself, um, the, the servants of the household, they came and said on him, sir, um, these uh, tears that were sown among the wheat, you know, when the, he said, but when the blade was sprung up, the scripture says, and brought forth fruit, then appeared the tears also. So the tears didn't look like the wheat at the time of harvest. They didn't look like wheat at the time of harvest. And that's what we have to understand is that the Bible and the Word of God, which is information from God and God's divine information does not look, does not compare with the devil's information and the information that comes from the place of darkness. And that's what we want to talk a, a bit about here. And especially, especially during this, this Halloween season, uh, actually it has been seen, it has seemed to me as if this whole um, COVID pandemic time has been a whole Halloween season stretched out over months. Because things have not seemed, it had not been the same. Things have not been the same. And we understand that something has been going on in the spirit world. Something has been going on. Some things have been opened on this country, in the world, across the world, like never before. And that's what we want to go into a little bit, he says. He says here, 
you know, actually, let me put it this way. Especially during this Halloween season, when there's so many tears, information, when it's talk about tears, I'm talking about information from darkness, information um, from the seed of the serpent, information from the devil that's been permeating through our society. We have to understand that there are spirits of divination that are at work, and divination is trying to get information from another place, from a spiritual place. Divine inspiration from another place. And these must understand, we must understand that these words and this information and these seeds that's been planted, first of all, from the Word of God, we must understand that the Word of God which comes from the Father of Light, so emanate from the Father of Light, is a component of thoughts, the thoughts of God. Now the scripture says that, and Jesus himself said that, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So as God thinks in his heart, so is he. And words are a component of thought. Words are the component of our thoughts. So the things that God said epitomize who he is. It epitomizes his information that comes from him, it comes through his spirit, that enters into our spirit and transforms us. The word of God transforms us. But the same, at the same time, words from a dark place, words from darkness, they transform us also. And our beliefs and the things that we think about, these thoughts cause us to act in a certain way. And as we think, and as we speak, and as we act, then all of a sudden we become uh, our personality, our very souls become actualized, can become actualized either in, in light or actualized in darkness. Amen? So in this scripture, we found that there was some infiltration going on. The devil came and infiltrated the kingdom. With his information, he came and infiltrated the kingdom of, of, of God with his information. He says, while men slept. My question, I have, I have some questions here. Before that, this is, first I wanted to let you know that we cannot, we cannot let the enemy do all this infiltration. But we must also assault, we must assault his kingdom. We must assault the very gates of hell. The Bible says that the gates of hell shall not stand shall not prevail against a forcefully advancing church. The question I want to ask is, you know, has this SARS-CoV pandemic put the church to sleep? 
thus making infiltration more possible. And the second one, second question is, can the believer's anointing, can the believer's anointing sanctify evil? As much anointing that we have, can it sanctify evil? You know, I, I, I think I've shared this dream with the pastor. You know, I, I would like to say that I'm, a, I'm getting up there in age, I'm, I'm an old man in the sense of the spirit that I'm dreaming dreams. So the old men shall dream dreams, and that's how God deals with me. But in this dream, there was, who came to the church, and there were a few witches right here in the center of the church, and they had this cauldron that they were mixing and doing their work in. And when I looked into the cauldron, there was these black stones, but they were marred, and they were misshaped, and they were stirring these black stones in there. And we rushed to the pastor, Pastor Linda, and myself, and I can't remember who else was in the dream, but we were rushing, and we were trying to pour the oil, we want to stop whatever they were doing. We were trying to pour the oil and anoint it with oil. We were all trying to do it. And then I woke up. And then I was like, now what on earth is going on? What kind of witchcraft is being moved against the church, right? And the Lord says, it wasn't just our church, but this is the church in general, the church in the black community. And I was, I was, it caused me some concern. I, I, I just didn't know what this dream was about. And a few weeks later, I was online, and this is some quotations that I saw, that I heard from um, Black Lives Matter leaders. I'm not going to name any of the leaders uh, who said what at this point in time, but I just wanted to I just want to um, to read some of these things that were said. The first quotation. It reads thus, it says, we become intimate with the spirits we call on regularly. Each one of them seems to have a different presence and personality. I laugh a lot with Waukesha. I did not meet her in her body. One of the other leaders quotes, it says, hashtags for us are way more than a hashtag. There are literally resurrecting spirits to work with us to get the work done we need to get done. By this time, uh, my, the hair in the back of my head and my neck it, it was rising. Then she went on to say, I started, I started to feel personally connected to be responsible and accountable to them, that's the spirits both from a deeply political space, but also from a spiritual space. She says, in my tradition, you offer things your loved ones who passed away would want, whether it is honey or tobacco. Things like that are so important. 
And not just for us to be in direct relationship with our people who have passed, but for them to know that we remember them. I believe so many of them work through us. Goes on to say, when we come out in the streets and we pray, the first thing we do when we hear, on, when we hear of a murder is we come, we come out, we pour libation, and we build with the community where the person's life was stolen. It took almost a year for me to realize that this movement, at its core, is more than a racial or social justice movement, it is a spiritual movement. When we speak their names, say her name, say their names, we do that all the time. You kind of invoke that spirit, and those spirits come to be present with you. So when Brianna's name is called, and when um, George, George's name is called, the spirits that are coming over the protesters is not Brianna and it's not George. They're calling up spirits of the dead. It's necromancy and it's witchcraft that's occurring. Therefore, spirituality is the center of Black Lives Matter. And we, as a people of God, we need to get on one hashtag. That God loves all black lives, or something like that. You know, just we get on one, one hashtag. Now, necromancy, this is a practice of magic involving communication with the dead, either by summoning their spirits as apparitions, or raising them bodily for a purpose of divination or hidden knowledge, also known as death magic. So no wonder, no wonder that with these protests, things are going to be getting worse, I do believe. And you're going to get more deaths because there's a spirit of death associated. When you're calling up darkness, death is going to increase. Chaos is going to increase. And that's what the enemy wants. And you know, I'm going to say this and then we're going to go on. What challenged me so much was I was looking and there was a, a, a video and it had the hologram of George Floyd and it had and this hologram, I can't remember which city it was, but it was a hologram of George Floyd, a massive giant hologram of George Floyd and people with their hands fist in the air and they shout in his name. And I was like, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, the spirits and the rituals that's been opened on our country, and especially in the black church, because the enemy wants to hinder, he wants to block, because God is getting ready to break out in a massive revival, and the enemy, you see, it's like a chess match. The enemy knows. He knows that something is happening in the spirit world. He can feel it himself. He can feel it. He knows something's about to happen. And that's what the plan is, his plan is. But God, he knows, and he knows, and he knows beyond what the enemy knows. Amen? Amen.
just want to go through the, these, these few scriptures here with you. Just quickly, I just want to read them so we can get from the scriptures. Um, it's, again, it says divination is a practice of seeking knowledge or insight into a question or situation by way of occultic, standardized process or rituals. And that's what's been happening. But what did the scripture say? The scripture said in Isaiah 8 and 9, it says, when we, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, it says, when they say unto you, consult the mediums and the necromancers or spiritists who whisper and mutter, should not the people consult their God? Should they consult the dead on behalf of the living? No. We shouldn't do that. Now there's another scripture here I want to read very quickly again. And it says here, he says, and this is in Deuteronomy chapter 18, verse 10. He says, There shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through the fire or to use divination or an observer of times or even an, an enchanter or witch or a charmer or a consulter with familiar spirits or a wizard or a necromancer. Necromancy is those who call up the dead. For all that do these things are an abomination unto the Lord. And you see what happens when we do, when we participate, when we participate in, in certain rituals, because these are rituals that's being done. Now the, the Bible says the spirit, the angels of God encamp around them that fear him. Right? That's Christians. But then what happens, the, the familiar spirits that knows us and wants to have uh, um, an approach into our lives, they're further off, you know? And you know those arrows that the Bible says? It says, the, the, the spirit of the Lord, the, the, the shield of faith shall quench the fiery darts of the enemy. These things are the fiery darts of the enemy that's coming in from the other side because he wants to gain access into our lives. He wants to gain, gain access and we can come into agreement because as we come into agreement, we just open the door and the angels, they can't do anything at that time because we have okayed and Jesus himself and God himself operates according to our free will. Even though we are Christians, Jesus would knock on the door. He said, before I stand at the door and knock, any man here and open that and come up, I'll come into him, I'll sup with him. The devil, once he gets the opening, he's going to rush in because he wants to hinder you. He wants to block you from fulfilling the purpose of God. He wants to keep you from getting all of those nice, wonderful, you know what we're talking about now, right? Those rewards that God has for us. He, he doesn't want us to do that, to see that. He doesn't want us to get that. So he wants to hinder and block the church. It block our destiny. That's, that's what the enemy is about to do, who wants to do. What should our action be? In Ephesians chapter 5. In Ephesians chapter 5, it says, and have, verse 11, it says, and have no fellowship with darkness, but rather reprove them. 
He says, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. So the light of God and the word of God is the light and it manifests darkness. Darkness is manifested by the light, it's seen for what it is and it's dispelled. He said, for whatever maketh manifest is light. That's why the scripture says in Psalm 119, I think verse 4, 104, it says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So what it does, the word of God and the light from the word of God, it shows you your individual guidance and your step that you should take every day, neither to the left or the right, but it shows you every single step. And then he shines this light before you. He shows you your destiny. And he calls you. He's there calling. He said, come, 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 come. Actually, he's doing like this. Come, follow me. Follow me to your destiny. He's before us. And he's behind us also. He surrounds us. And later in that, in that same passage here, Paul says, he says, Awake thou that sleepest, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. He says, See then walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, for the days are evil. The days are evil. They're not the same. Evil is increasing. Because there have been many rituals being done to open the doors into this world. Leaders and politicians and, and, and religious leaders also, they're opening rituals. And these rituals and these opening of the doors, they're open so that the enemy can come in. But he needs to have, he needs to have a certain level of agreement. That's why the scripture says that any two or three getting together and touching Believe in any one thing, shall be as they say. It goes on to say, Wherefore, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So how do we redeem the, redeem the time? Because that's what we have to do. Redeem the time, for the days are evil. Wherefore, he says, be not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. He said, be not drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. We are called to be filled with the Spirit. We are not called to quench the Spirit. We are not called to grieve the Spirit. Because we can do that. Christians, we can do that. We can quench and we can grieve. But he's called us to grieve the Spirit. But he has called us to be filled with the Spirit. And that's what we're going to pray for at the end as we get ready to pray in a few minutes. We're going to pray that the Spirit of the Lord just move in a mighty way across the, across the air, airwaves, I guess we can call it that. And people will be filled with the Spirit of God. But how does that look? He says, speaking the word. He says, speaking the word. 
we got to get the word in us, and we got to speak the word. We got to speak the word. We got to say the word. We got to say. Actually, we got to say His name. That's the name we should say. We said everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We got to. You know that song. Say the name. Say the name. That's the name we should be saying. Jesus. 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 Manifest yourself. Jesus. Jesus. Come upon us with your spirit. Fill us with your spirit. He says, speaking the word to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and making melody with your heart. He's your strength. He's your strength. Giving thanks. He says, giving thanks for all things unto God the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There's evidence of being filled, the fruits of the Spirit, being filled with the Spirit. We do these things, and the Spirit of the Lord, God said, He manifests Himself. The Bible says we are meant to be a habitation, a habitation of the Spirit. We are a habitation of the Spirit as a church. The Spirit of the Lord lives in us. There's something wonderful and powerful that's manifested in us when we come together. And that's why he's trying to keep us from coming together also because in, in, a, in, in a physical way also because there's something that happens, a manifestation of the power and the presence of God as God's power and his presence come among his people. You know, I still remember the last time before we, um, the last service we had officially here in the church and the power of God, oh my God, the power of God that was present, oh Lord, oh But that's what God wants us to be a habitation, habitation of the Spirit. And He says, He inhabits the praises of His people. When we praise the Lord, when we, when we give Him worship and we magnify His name, He manifests Himself. He manifests Himself. He's there with us anyway. He says, any two get Him together and touching and agreeing on any one thing, He's there in the midst, and that is the bless. But the praise now brings the blessing, the manifest blessing. He manifests himself in, in the presence of, in the praises of the people of God. And that's what, as we meet, as we come together, and the power of God is here, and the presence of God is here, we'll see a manifestation of the power of God. So we want to, as we get ready to close, we want to say his name. We want to say his name. We want to say the name of Jesus. We want to pray for um, Black Lives Matter and the leaders because they don't know the Lord. And they're doing the best that they can in the situation, but they deceive. They deceive by the very enemy in darkness. They deceive. They don't know the truth. And we have to pray. We have to pray for them. We have to pray that justice and, and righteousness will reign. You know what the Bible says? That justice 
And righteousness is the foundation of God's throne. God wants to see justice. He wants to see righteousness. He wants judgment to be done. But he wants justice and rightness and rectitude to be established during that judgment. He doesn't want judgment to be turned around backwards. Because it can be turned around backwards. You can have judgment, but backward judgment. You can have justice, but it may not be true justice. Because you want truth to truth to be manifested, the word of God and the power of God to be manifested in equity. And just I was looking up justice. And so justice, one of the one of the definitions of justice is blessings and prosperity. But when justice comes to any community, there's prosperity and there's blessing. And we as a church, we as a church in the black community, we have to figure out to the presence, to coming before the Lord in prayer and fasting so that we can get a word from the Lord. You know, Black Lives Matter, they got their hashtag from, from a dark place with good intentions. But we want to get our hashtag from the Father of Lights, the hashtag that will cause a, a, a moving in the spirit in the society and a breaking down of darkness and the forces of evil that want to destroy and cause chaos, absolute chaos in the society. And that's what we have to pray against also. Amen. Just want to quote a few scriptures here that really bless my soul, the word of God. It says, thy mercy is in the heavens, thy faithfulness is in the clouds. Your mercy is in the heavens, and your faithfulness is in the clouds. Your righteousness is as a great mountain. Your judgment is a great deep. You provide for man and beast. Say how wonderful is your love and kindness, the children of men. Their trust, their trust in the shadow of your wings. Says we shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness, with the fatness of thy house. That's what God wants to give us, the fatness of his house. He said, and he shall make us to drink of the rivers of his good pleasure. That's what the Spirit, that's what being filled with the Spirit, drinking of the fullness, the fullness of the rivers of his pleasure. Can you imagine that? The fountain of life. That's from the fountain of life. So that our shoes will be of brass and iron. And the gospel blessed are the feet of them that bring good news. And the gospel of the kingdom. And then as our days, so will our health be. So there's no God like the God of Jeshua, the God of Jacob. He comes to our help in the clouds, his majesty in the skies. The eternal God is our refuge, and underneath is the everlasting arms. Underneath is the everlasting arms. And then it says, he shall thrust out our enemies before us, and he shall say, destroy them. God is going to bring recompense to evil. He's going to cause justice to prevail throughout the land. But what we have to do, Say for my people, 
who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways. He shall hear from heaven and be healed. He'll heal the land. Jesus, I want to pray. Because there may be some of you that are watching online or over the podcast that some of these things that we talked about you may not know of, you don't know the Lord. But Jesus loves you. He loves you. And he died. He died for your sins. Actually, he died for the sins of the whole world. Where sin was so serious. And it had to be dealt with. So here we have the sins of the whole world that's being dealt with. However, we were given dominion over this earth. And the devil took it from us. We gave it to him. And even though the sins are being dealt with, all, what that means is that salvation is available now. And he's not imputing man's sin to him. But he wants reconciliation. And we we're supposed to do that through Jesus Christ. He's not imputing man's sin because this is a time of grace. And he's saying, just believe. For God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes on him, whoever trusts in him, not just believing in your head, say even the devils believe and tremble, but believing in your heart. He said if you believe in your heart, deep down in your soul, in the spirit, ear in your soul, soul and spirit, so if you believe and confess with your mouth, the name of the Lord Jesus, you call on his name, everyone that calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Your sins will be forgiven. It will just be as if you had never sinned. And every dark place in your mind, the Lord will go in and he will deliver. So we want you to, if you don't know Jesus Christ, if you've never asked Christ to come into your life, if you've never repented of your sins, we're going to ask you to do that even as I pray. And then we're going to pray also that you'll be filled with the Spirit of God. In John chapter 7, 36 to 37, it says that that great day of the feast, Jesus shouted with a loud voice. He says, he that is thirsty, let him drink. He says, he that is thirsty, let him drink. I just imagine Jesus Christ saying that he that is thirsty, let him drink, and out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Rivers, rivers, rivers of living water. And that's what's going to come out of you. For those of us, uh, part of living water, Christian Center, if you if you've never experienced the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you know you mean you have the Spirit of God, you've been baptized through by his spirit you have the spirit of God but we want you to move in a new dimension of the fullness of God's spirit 
where you'll be filling overflowing. And we're going to pray that prayer now also. Amen. Father, we thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for who you are. You're the Savior of the whole world, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you died for my sins. I thank you, Lord. I repent. I repent of every sin. I repent. And I turn towards you. I believe that you are Lord Jesus. You are the Son of God. And I believe that you died for my sins. And I believe that you rose again from the dead. And you're coming again to take me to my home in glory at the appointed time. I thank you, Lord. Thank you for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord God, for making me whole. Lord Jesus, right now I open the door of my heart. And this is for all the saints of God afresh. Lord, I open the door of my heart afresh to you. You said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. And any man hearing and open, you'll come in and you'll sup. You'll sup with us. Lord Jesus, we want to sup with you like never before. Lord, fill your people, O oh God. Let your Holy Spirit and the power of your Spirit move, O oh God, Father, over your people, over living water, and those that are listening, O oh God, move over them. Fill, O oh God, with your Spirit. Father, and let out of their belly, O oh God, flow rivers of living water. Let it flow, O oh God, Father, let it flow, O oh God, into their minds. Let it flow into the very souls, O oh God, Father, every area of the body, O oh God, and mind and soul, in the name of Jesus. And the emotions, O oh God, those, O oh God, that have been hurt and traumatized, O oh God, in the past. Let the living water bring healing, O oh God. Let it bring healing and strength. Let it bring healing and strength and renewal, O oh God, Father. Everything, every demonic tool of the enemy that the enemy used against the people of God to hinder and block destiny, to hinder and block, O oh God, Father, our purpose. In the name of Jesus, that they be destroyed because of you. So destroy our enemies before us. Father, we pray in the name of Jesus also, let that living water, oh God, as it flows, that it flows in, that it flow into our bodies. Father, in our, every system of our body and every area in our genetics, oh God, Father, where the spirits will want to come and manipulate, oh God, Father, our lives and our bodies and our health. Every spirit of infirmity, oh God, we pray in the name of Jesus. And the power of God be manifested even across the airwaves, oh God, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, and bring healing to those who are suffering from loss. Bring healing, oh God. Those who are recovering from stroke, heart disease, 
cancer in the name of Jesus. Let cancer be eradicated. Those that believe your word right now, let cancer, oh God, cancer cells be eradicated. Father, we, even as they do vital, God, Father, not just soul and spirit, but born and marrow. Energize the blood, energize the stem cells in the name of Jesus. The very stem cells, those who are suffering, oh God, even right now from COVID infections, oh God. We pray in the name of Jesus that every COVID virus, oh God, Father, every COVID virus, every inflammation, oh God, Father, be resolved. Father, but your people let your people let the blood flow into your people. Let your blood be let the blood be energized and all the systems, all the systems of the body, every system, oh God, Father, the immune system, the respiratory system, oh God, the GI system, oh God, Father, the nervous system, oh God, the reproductive systems, oh God. Let, let healing and power, oh God, Father, flow, God. Before your throne, through the secret place, come into your people. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Hello, this is Deacon Mike Cornier with Living Water Christian Center Church. I want to say greetings. On behalf of our pastors and the trustee board, we'd like to thank you for your liberal giving. We understand that many are experiencing difficulties during this time, and all our church has been closed. We still are making investments and still looking to purchase equipment to improve our online broadcasting and complete required interior repairs prior to reopening. We also remind you that October is church anniversary and all offerings will be dedicated to the building fund. We're asking all members that are able to donate $100 towards this fund. We also ask that you continue to honor your commitments regards to tithes and offerings. May God continue to bless you and your family. And once again, thank you so much. On behalf of our pastors, Theodore and Linda Basin, we would like to thank you for joining the Living Water Christian Center Church for our Sunday morning virtual service. Although the physical doors of our church may be closed, our ministry is committed to spreading the gospel message and staying connected with you as we shelter and support our ministry with your tithes and offerings. You can use PayPal at livingwaterccc, Cash App at livingh2ochurch, or Zell at 973-902-9933. If you need any assistance or would like to send any prayer requests, you can contact us at 973-902-9933 or livingwater374 at gmail.com. We are also available via direct message at any of our social media platforms. Follow us at Living Water H2O Church on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to stay updated on our virtual worship services, Sunday school classes, prayer meetings, and Bible studies. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Be blessed and stay safe.